What up? It's Father Blood here for our inaugural episode of What Up with Father Blood. Um, some of you may have listened to a, a former podcast, School of the Rock, uh, that I, I've done with Nick Senovich, and who knows, that might continue to be a thing that we do, um, but I realized that um, I've been meeting a lot of interesting people, and I have a really short memory, and so I want to take the opportunity to uh, really delve into the, the lives of the people around me, because I spent, you know, eight years in, in seminary formation, and and through that, right, I learned a lot. I read a little bit. I listened to a lot of people who know a lot of things. And that helped form the priest I am today. But throughout that time, the most impactful moments of my formation were when I got to know another person, when I got to hear their story, where they came from, how they felt God calling them into some level of mission, whether that was into the seminary or some other sort of service to the church. And now as a priest, I've realized that there's so much fruit that we just leave hanging. And I want to be a part of starting to, to, to pick that fruit, to, to examine it, to enjoy it, to celebrate it. Because, you know, between me and the fence post, the world can be a little bit loud. Uh, there can be a lot of noise. There can be a lot of hopelessness and... I can talk about theology till I'm blue in the face, and maybe that will be impactful for some. But I think it's important for me as a priest to hear the stories of the people around me. And I want to share those with you. I want you to be able to experience in them some small way um, the gift of the people around me. So I wanted to start this first episode on my own, right, to sort of lay out my own perspective, my own story a little bit. Um, we might jump off with that foot and and then maybe enter into to dialogue. Um, and the hope is uh, to post a new pod every few weeks in a way to, to continue to engage with the church that's alive. So I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, in, in Loves Park, city with a heart, and uh, raised by uh, two awesome parents and uh, two older siblings. And as a young child, there was often uh, times where I came face-to-face with the reality of God. Through the hardships of uh, my siblings, I was able to maybe pray for the first time. Being able to to cry out to the Lord, well, take care of them. Take care of them, Lord. And that's a really simple prayer, but I remember it so vividly. Then getting a little older and spending more time in the chapel, I've shared sometimes in my homilies, um, I just remember looking up at the tabernacle and just saying, Lord, today was a really hard day. And he would say, I know, but we can do it again tomorrow. Some days I'd walk in and say, today was an awesome day. And he would say, I know, and we get to do it again tomorrow. So I was being fed early on that the Lord is consistent, is a foundation for us, a place where we can really lay down who we are, and he doesn't discriminate. He just wants me. He just wants to spend time with me. And throughout life, sometimes that truth is easier to receive than others. Some days it's, it's hard to believe that there's anybody out there who, who loves perfectly and unconditionally. And those are the moments where I need the reminder that I'm not alone, that I'm a member of the church, a member of a body of Christ that continues to work for his glory. When I was in seventh grade, I experienced 
in a palpable way the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. I remember Monsignor lifting the host, saying, take this, all of you in need of it, and something just clicked. That's really Jesus. And if that's really Jesus, my whole life has to change. But just like all teenagers, I went through high school, I played sports, I dated, I did all the things that are, are normal. And in the midst of it, I, I kept having that argument with the Lord. I want to be faithful. I want to do what you're asking of me, but I also I want to be comfortable. I want to be normal. And how can I make both of these things happen at once? So you pour yourself into youth ministry and, and you get to know a lot of holy people and, and you learn how to give talks and, and you start to enter into the fibers of the church. But at the end of the day, the heart is still divided. Lord, I, I want to give you my whole life, but I don't know what that looks like. And it seems kind of daunting, frankly. But he was so consistent. He just kept saying, I just want you to be with me. And I just want you to give it a shot. Give me one year. That's all I'm asking. One year. And in that one year, the Lord stretched me in ways that I never could imagine. And I learned a lot about myself and realized that formation is hard work. But even in the midst of that, that little fire that started as a young child in prayer was fanned. I'd still go to the chapel and have that same confident prayer with the Lord. Lord, today was a hard day. And I'd say, I know, but we can try again tomorrow. Been a priest for four years now. My first two years were at a large parish in Rockford, and, and I loved it. A lot of good people. I learned so much being close to hospitals and nursing homes and having a healthy school next door. And I realized immediately why the Lord had called me to enter into this life of a priest. It's for the people. Obviously, I'm edified by it. I'm thankful for it. I, I love the intimacy I have with Jesus. But the reason he called me, the reason there are priests, is because the people are worthy of love and they need someone there to offer sacrifice for them. And with varying degrees of success, I, I, I try to do that. After two years, I was sent to St. Edward High School, where I now reside. I'm an assistant principal and spiritual director. And again, I'm faced with the same sort of spirituality uh, as a young child. Right? Some days are hard, and I just tell the Lord. And some days are amazing, and I tell the Lord. And I still enter in a dialogue with him because my, my hope, my desire is, through the little yeses that people around me might experience the presence of Jesus. But in all humility, I have to admit that oftentimes I'm the one who has the gift of being surrounded by Jesus. And the students, and the staff, and my friends, and all the extra apostolates and, and coverage I get to do as a priest, I keep meeting uh, those who have freely chosen faith, have been freely gifted faith. And so that's my goal in starting this new venture, this, this hobby podcast, is being able to create space where any individual can share their story and reflect back on what they've experienced. Maybe it's obvious to them where the hand of God has been active, and, and maybe it's not. 
And maybe through conversation, we can start to scratch the surface. We can start to have conversations about where they are now or where they hope to go. And so I imagine this will be a simple venture. I don't need it to be complicated or convoluted. Just realize there's so much goodness around me. And the world needs a reminder that there's goodness and the church is alive. And I don't want to be an obstacle to that reality. And so taking a step out in faith. And I'm so grateful that you're willing to to begin this journey with me. That you're willing to open your heart and your mind to the experience and stories of others. Because I think in a real way, this is where the Lord meets us. He meets us in the sacraments. He meets us in prayer. He meets us in education. But I'm compelled by how he meets us in our brothers and sisters in Christ. Our co-workers, our friends, our family, the poor. Every individual who's in front of us has been created by God in love and for love. And I just don't want to miss that. So throughout these conversations I'll be having... I just invite each of us to reflect back on our own story, our own life. What have we experienced? What are the joys? What are the sorrows? And where are the fingerprints of God? Where are the places where he's reached out to us in friendship? And if something comes to mind, something arises to the surface of your heart and you want to share with me, I just invite you to email me at... uh, fr.rblood at gmail.com and share those stories. I want to rejoice with you. I want to rejoice in your life. And if there's some individual that you think has experienced something beautiful or noteworthy that the world needs to hear about, let me know. Send them my way because I'd love to hear their story. Because the question of this podcast is, what up? What's going on? Where is he? What's he doing for you? So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the journey. God is alive and he's active right in front of us.